Giddy up, giddy up, round in the mud. Country folk like to go down in the woods with a four wheel drive all covered to the hood. Come on and ride with me. Ain't nothing like sitting up high. All big wheels in the four wheel drive. Hey, 454, chopping just right. Come on and ride with me. Giddy up, giddy up, round in the mud. Country folk like to go down in the woods with a four wheel drive all covered to the hood. Come on and ride with me. Sitting up high, all big wheels in the four-wheel drive. Hey, 454, chopping just right, come on and ride with me. Grab your honey and pull her close, twist your hips and tap your toes. Hold her tight, no let go, round and round and round we go. Like to go down in the wood with a four wheel drive all covered to the hood. Come on and ride with me. Ain't nothing like sitting up high. All big wheels in the four wheel drive. Hey, 454, chopping just right. Come on and ride with me. Giddy up, giddy up, round in the mud. Cut your four like to go down in the wood with a four wheel drive all covered to the hood. Come on and ride with me. Ain't nothing like sitting up high. All big wheels in the four wheel Eating cold bread, mule fell off and bumped his head. I don't know, but I've been told, do the ham bone and drop it low. Giddy up, giddy up, round in the mud. Cut your four like to go down in the wood. With a four wheel drive all covered to the hood. Come on and ride with me. Ain't nothing like sitting up high. All big wheels in the four wheel drive. Hey, 454, chopping just right. Come on and ride with me. And welcome to the Out in the Country podcast, folks. Uh, my name's Joey Hickox. I got my co-host, Mr. Justin Bentley. How you doing this evening, sir? Doing good, bud. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Having a little trouble with my mouse right now. If it went for technical difficulties, I wouldn't have no nothing going on at all, it feels like. I know, right? We've been trying to set this up for, what, about an hour now? Yeah, last minute crunch, but we got it. Yeah. So, uh, did you watch that race yesterday, Justin? Absolutely. It was a good oh, day I'm for sure me. You're, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're happy about it. I'm still a little aggravated. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm a pretty big Austin Dillon fan, so uh, not real happy with Kyle, uh, 
whatever his name is. See, I don't even know his name no more. What is his name? Brad Keselowski. Keselowski. And just it was a over aggressive dumb move. I mean, you're you're by the start finish line. Why don't you come up? You're you're below. You're on the apron. You're on the apron. Get the dude some room. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, but also in uh, Brad's defense as a Penske fan, they both was at fault in my opinion. One went up, one came down. Hard racing, but it does suck, and it was a hard lick, nonetheless. Yeah, I've seen some uh, tweets and some interviews with him. He seems to be fine. Looks like he'll be ready to go for Daytona. So, looking forward to that. We'll be in Daytona for that event. Uh, at the end of that night, I'm either going to leave there and have the two-hour ride back to the house pretty mad at the world or extremely happy. So, we'll see how that goes. Um, look, I, I know it's 25 points. You can make that up to uh, catch Reddick, but I think it's going to take a win. I don't think Reddick will run that bad. He's not bad on plate tracks either. I think it's going to take a win, which is so hard to do at plate tracks. Yeah, I definitely think he's in a must-win situation here. But uh, good news for Dylan. He's a good plate racer. And, uh, I mean, it's he's in a really sticky situation here when it comes to, uh, you know, the teammate situation with uh, Tyler and... You know, if it comes down to it, is he going to use his teammate up for a win? Or how's that going to go? He actually said in an interview he would not do that. That uh, uh, he would not wreck his teammate to win. And I said, wow, because I would. Would you? I would wreck my mother for a win at Daytona and put me in the playoffs. <laughs> I don't know about that. So, <laughs> I don't know if I could wreck my mom. No, I'm, I'm, it's... Uh... I mean, Dylan's a good guy. He's uh, a good team player, and I feel like the balance with Reddick has really propelled that team. You know, they've went forward since Tyler Reddick's come on board as a whole RCR has. And uh, I'm sure Petrie has a lot to do with the success and the oh, yeah. cars yeah, that they've, they've had on the track this year. Did, uh, did you listen to that podcast, uh, um, Andy Petrie, on the Dale Jr. download? Yeah, I did. I, I don't miss a Dale Jr. download. Yeah, um, I'm actually back listening to the Todd Parrot one. Right now I'm in the middle of that one. I didn't get to listen to all of it yet. But um, I uh, I knew, like, okay, so you know, not every one of those cars is, is like, 100% sent, uh, legit out there on the track, right? Oh, yeah. But I never knew of all the things that they were doing to make that car, you know. As They're... Ward Burton would say, cheated up. Oh, if from like i didn't really know it this year is the where i've really started heavily following it and seeing the inner workings of nascar and from what i've learned if you ain't cheated up you ain't winning and that still applies today so oh yeah you know uh, i love i love the old stories it's uh it's awesome to hear them um i think the dale jr download does a great job about the guests they bring on and the stories that are told and i, I really Really have learned a lot the last year from that show. Uh, um, so without giving too much away, because I know of our show next week, um, are you a little aggravated with Keselowski leaving the two car? Or are you excited for Centric coming to the two car? Well, it's a both situation. I'm a I'm a Brad fan in a manner. I, I like Keselowski and. Uh, so me and you are enemies right now. So yeah, we're saying. enemies today. 
Oh but man, that's not good. I'm a I'm a Viney fan first, and I would consider Kislowski a second. But it's exciting for me in the sense of fan as I grew up a Mark Martin fan, and that six car as a kid that was my idol. You know, seeing that six car on track on Sundays was awesome, and to see Brad step into that role, I, I really look forward to that. But I'm also a huge Austin Cindric fan, so I look forward to seeing, you know, what he's going to do in the two car. Well, my aunt actually grew up a uh, Rusty Wallace fan. So, you know, me being a Dale Earnhardt fan, her being a Rusty Wallace fan, there was always that rivalry. But the rivalry was a little bit different. You know, fans loved to hate on each other, but it wasn't so much that the drivers hated on each other. I think their rivalry was more so of who's going to go out there and win. You know, they just wanted to one-up each other. Oh, yeah, and that's the thing with, uh, you know, any form of racing is the competitiveness these guys show week in and week out. It's, uh, um, and even, you know, as fans, I've I've almost seen fist fights at tracks, and I've seen arguments, and, I mean, it's, this sport is so competitive. That it is. Um, I really greatly enjoyed the race yesterday, not just because of, you know, Dylan running good, but it was more than, you know, one car just couldn't get out there and run away and hide. You know, there was four or five cars constantly up front battling for the lead. While, yes, it was hard to pass for the lead, it's still something to have that many cars being able to run that close together for that long. Yeah, it was exciting. Uh, the race starts there was awesome. And if you watched the Xfinity race Saturday, it was a good race as well. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch the Xfinity race on Saturday. I agree. I've heard it was good. I've listened to several different podcasts and a lot of people talk about putting those guys, the cup guys out there in Xfinity cars. I would pay good money to see it because those cars drive awesome. I'd love to see that. Yeah, we got the stream chat coming in. JMMJO said, Justin, bad Brad, wow. And then, uh, I don't know what this means. Justin liked until Austin Rick. Joey liked him. Oh, you mean I like the race? You know, it was, I still finished watching it, even though I was madder than a wet hen. I finished watching the race because it was a good one. Um, Byron should have won. I don't know about that. Well, uh, I mean, I technically. Like Go ahead, Joey. What, okay, the phantom rain caution. They're not going to take a chance after what happened at Loudon. I don't blame them for throwing the caution. Um, but hey, you know, if Byron, he should have uh, kept the lead on the restart. And just like, you know, if Austin would have taken the shots when he actually got around the five car, maybe he wouldn't have been in that situation trying to run the six down. So it's all, that's uh, that's part of racing though. I mean, we say it all the time. There's people that you think should win, but you still got to go run the race. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, hands down, the uh, Hendrick cars, uh, two of the Hendrick cars anyways, the five and the 24 was the fastest all day. But, um, you know, on restarts, he made a move to block Hamlin. I mean, he had to make the move or he was going to get oh, sent yeah. backwards. Yeah. Um, and it just goes to show you, it's one thing I didn't much care for is once you got out front in that clean air, it was hard to pass. So, uh, yep. you know, and Blaney used that to his, his advantage. And I enjoyed to watch it, but... Uh, you know, honestly, the, the best car didn't win. The You know, Blaney was there at the end, and that seems how a Blaney win comes up anymore. But, 
them them Hendrick cars was stupid fast as usual. Yeah, they are. They're they're they've definitely found something that the rest of the competition ain't found. I hope they find it next year. Like uh, Penske needs that. Yeah. Um. What do you think about the whole TJ Majors thing? Well, it's. Uh, I'm assuming he's going to. Uh, yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. I, I, yeah. I know him and Brad are good friends, and they've been yeah. friends for a long time. So it don't make sense for the captain to separate Joey and TJ with the chemistry they have and how well they work together. So that's the only logical explanation I, that I have. I look at it. I look at it like, you know, TJ's probably going to go with Brad next year, and you might as well get a jump on getting a little bit of chemistry between Logano and I can't think of the other guy's name. But. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what me and me and my wife Sarah was talking about. Was uh, it's my opinion the move was made just to build the chemistry and launch it forward for next year. Yeah. So yeah, good race yesterday. Um, still got a little bit of work to do when it comes to letting the car pass the lead or the lead car in a in a pack. But other than that, I thought it was a lot better than some races. Definitely. Definitely a hundred times better than all the road courses we've been having to sit through. Oh man, for, for real. Uh, Indianapolis was fun to watch for a little bit, but I could only take it in small stints, and then the track really started tearing yeah, up a lot it, of cars. It uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't care for it at all, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, glad you had that that winner come out. Uh, Amendinger, it's another name you don't see very often, so. Happy he was able to win. You don't see it right now, but I'm I'm going to go on a limb here that you'll be hearing that name a lot next year. Yeah, that's one thing we'll be talking about next week too. Is you know are they staying with RCR with their affiliation? Oh yeah, that's uh, we'll leave it at that. But we'll we'll discuss it more next week. But I really think you're going to hear a lot more about it. So, well, Justin, are you a baseball fan? I was a uh, baseball fan my entire life. And I've not followed it for the last 10 years, but I've recently started getting back into it. So who's your team? I'm an Atlanta Braves fan. There you go. My man. My man. Finally, we agree on something. See, we can be friends now. Yep, we can coexist. Glad glad we can be friends. So have you noticed the Braves are on a nine-game winning streak, and right now they are steamrolling the competition? I picked a real good time to start watching again. I'll put it that way. I've only been watching for a few weeks. You did. Well, see, maybe you're the good luck charm. You can't. Yep, there you go. You just said it. You cannot stop watching the Braves play right now. No, sir. But yeah, they're uh, they're off tonight. Then they get ready to start the series against the New York Mets, which is the other hottest team in baseball right now. So that's going to be a good series. I already got the the recorder set to record the uh, ball games. Can't wait to watch them. Yeah, I can't wait as well. I'm uh, I've really enjoyed. Uh, sitting back and watching some baseball again. I forgot how much I missed it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And people who don't sit back and watch baseball or think it's boring, they look at me, how can you just watch anybody play? Because it's, to me, it's fun. It's, you know, I, I understand it. I love baseball. So I really enjoy it. It's America's pastime for a reason. Yep. You got the NFL. They've only got one more week of preseason football, then the real season kicks off. Um, I know games to me right now don't really matter to me. I know the Dolphins won. They're my team. Uh, you know, I live right around the Jacksonville, Florida area, so the Jaguars are getting beat again tonight, which is no surprise. But this, none of this crap matters to me right now. We'll, 
we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I I'm not a big uh, NFL follower like I used yeah, to I'm, be. I'm more of a college guy. Well, uh, it's hard to enjoy NFL when your team's the Bengals and they've been a total letdown for the last six, seven years. Yeah, yeah, they have been, but I don't know. You know, they had a couple of good free agency signings, so this could be a good year for them. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be a playoff season for them, but I think it's going to be on the right track for them. So you mentioned uh, college football, and I know you are a Georgia fan, correct? Old blooded, bleed red and black. So, um, now see they, if you say something bad about Georgia right now, I'll go no, to Kentucky and we'll no, get into no, a fight. No, 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 I'm, I ain't gonna say <laughs> nothing bad. I'm a Kentucky fan. Uh, Kentucky see, we can't talk about race. college basketball then. <laughs> oh, I'm not a college basketball fan. Really? I, I used to love Kentucky basketball up until five or six years ago. I can't stand the one and done anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, what do, what do you think about the whole the new teams coming to the SEC? Uh, they don't belong in the SEC. Uh, I, I agree. I think uh, they're ruining college football, and the reason I say that is because you can't have a powerhouse conference with no competition. I mean, don't get me wrong; the SEC is the powerhouse, and now you're going to take really two teams that could give them a run for their money, and you're going to throw them in there too. So, in essence, what you're doing is you're basically taking the SEC and making it too strong now because you're going to have teams like Ohio State, USC to an extent, and you're going to make them where they have cakewalk seasons. They're going to get to the playoffs, and the SEC is going to knock itself out. Yep, they're going to have a nice little joy walk. Yep, I know uh, Georgia starts this year off with Clemson. Uh, that's going to be a, a game that, unfortunately, we got to race that night. Uh not really sure how that's going to work out too well. I can promise you right now, if we're not running well for that race, uh, I may accidentally you know, lose internet and go finish watching that ball game if it's a good one. Now, if Georgia's getting their butts kicked, I ain't going to watch that crap. Who's, who needs to watch that? That's what that second monitor's for, buddy. Uh, yep, that's why I got a, I've got a whole other PC in here just for that reason. But, well, we got a couple of guests on the show tonight. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and bring our first one in here. Uh, y'all know him. He's uh, the driver of the number 92 Snowman Studio Chevrolet, Mr. Riley Marabello. How you doing this evening, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Oh, man. Thanks for coming out, dude. I know uh, it's a shame J.O. couldn't be here tonight because he had a lot of stuff. And we're going to have to get you back on to already tell you this right now. Because you two and y'all's car collections, y'all could talk about that stuff for hours and probably show off a lot of cool stuff that I don't even know exists. But uh, oh, for, I, oh, I know sure. you started uh, college today. How did that go for you? Well, it's a lot more. It's a lot different than high school. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> I I did feel a little more relaxed. Like I could do more what I want in school now than when I was in high school. I can go to the student center, hang out with my friends after class. Uh, I can eat lunch with them whenever I want. And uh, what's also great is I don't have as many classes as I did in high school. I only have for this semester, and one of them's completely online, so that's exciting. Oh, that's good. You just do it from your house. Yeah. I don't know. I... Justin, have you ever done online schooling? No, sir. I've I done one semester of college and quit. It had to go get a job and make money then, right? That's pretty much what a lot of us had to do. Yes, sir. But I don't know, dude. I See, this is my problem. If I'm sitting on a computer, okay, 
and I'm supposed to be doing schoolwork. And be like, nah, I don't need to do this right now. I'll do it later. I'm going to jump on iRacing. Or pull up Farming Sim or something like that. How do you stay focused for that? Or have you figured that one out yet? Well, I've figured it out. Uh, basically, I bought a separate laptop, which I do all my schoolwork up in my room. So I'm not on my uh, gaming PC and tower down in my basement, which is, you know, when I'm on that, I'm tempted to get on iRacing and do other stuff. So when I'm on that laptop, I am not gaming. I'm focused on schoolwork. And I'm surrounded by diecasts, so I can look at those if NASCAR ever crosses my mind. Um, yeah, actually, you know what? J.O. has just got to where he can come on. We might actually bring him in here so you two can talk about your diecast stuff. I'm Look, I know nothing about diecast cars. I enjoy watching your, uh, your show and tells, what I call it, on your uh, YouTube channel. Um, but that's about all I know about diecast cars. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Um, that's fine. Maybe you'll pick something up tonight. That's a conversation to be had with J.O. He's a diecast man. He is, man. I Okay, so I'll go over to J.O.'s house, and him and Riley, can they can sit there and talk for hours about diecast cars, and I'm like five minutes into it. I'm like, it's it's a diecast car. I mean, I don't know what the big deal is, but hey, look, I've got a bunch of them. Don't get me wrong. i got a bunch of them in the – that's about the only thing my wife allows in the living room, and i got to have it in the shelf in the corner. And it's got to stay locked up, or my son thinks it's his toys. So, uh, oh, there he is, J.O. Lynch. What's going on, buddy? What's up? Nothing much, man. We're just uh, sitting here chatting with Riley. Oh, what's up, Riley? Hey, how's it going? Uh, pretty good, I guess. It's road, so it's always fun. Hey, Riley, we got a, another guy in the stream chat. Fade to Killer says, Riley, my guy. Oh, boy. We got Sam Brochu out in the crowd. Hey, Sam, what's going on? I am here. Here, here. Getting a little uh, getting a little tired from your, your day of college today, huh? Yeah, day of college and work, and now I'm here. And I have to do it all again tomorrow and Wednesday and Thursday. The joys hey, of adulthood. <laughs> yeah, I was going to yeah. say, welcome to it, buddy. It ain't going to be no easier from here on out, man. Uh, dude, it's, uh, okay, so my son just started school, so he's having to get up at, like, 6.15 in the morning, so come 8 o'clock at night, he's ready to put everything up and go to bed, right? And, uh, I was like, nah, because, you know, a few weeks ago, you wanted to stay up till midnight, now all of a sudden, 8 o'clock, you're done, you're ready to pass out. <laughs> so, I, I know it's it's hard for, it don't matter, I know it's like, no matter what age you are, school to me, it's never been my favorite thing. So, but going to school and then trying to go to work too—that that definitely puts in for a long day, no matter what you're doing. Oh, for sure, definitely. However, though, I I find a uh, perk about college is that I actually do want to be there because I signed up for classes which I want to take, which are part of the major which I want to get a degree in. So, what's your major going to be on? Mass communication and journalism. Oh, really? So you want to be a journalist? Yep, that's if I don't race cars. Which may or may not happen. Who knows? Keep you well, updated that's, on that. That's the dream for a lot of people. Oh, but sure. always, always good to have a backup plan, to be completely honest with you. Yep, and that is why I'm going to college. And the other reason is just to see if I like something other than motorsport. But it's still in line with motorsport. 
Yeah. I don't know, you know, with the pandemic and the way things are going right now, I think iRacing's about to have another resurgent again, which is good for, you know, us in the league and even our next guest, Mr. Robert, you know, he runs his own league that could bring in a lot of people for us and make it even more fun than what we have right now. Hey, Riley, I, I hate to interrupt, but uh, Stream Chat's wanting to know where you're attending college. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. So I'm attending college at my local community college. It's called Harford Community College. It's about 16 minutes up the road from where I live, so I can just live at home still with my family, and I don't have to leave and worry about all that. That's good. So that is That's where good. I'm attending college. Is that a... Uh... Now, tell me about that one school that you was going to go to. Uh, I forgot. Oh, yeah. UNOH, University yes. of Northwestern Ohio. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what yeah. was that school about? So it was some kind of technical school, wasn't it? Yeah, it was basically a, an automotive school, but for specific things in the automotive industry. Like, you could go to Monster Jam, IndyCar, NASCAR. If you go through their programs and become a mechanic or a team member on a team for one of those forms of motorsports there they have all different types of training and courses which you can take in order to prepare you for that and uh, if you're able to get through that some teams will pick you up right off the bat i know rcr works with them thor sport i think ed carpenter racing also is aligned with them and so are some of the drivers from each team like austin Dillon, for instance he's I guess big into you and he really likes the concept of it along with Ty Dillon. Yeah, that's uh see that to me that would be cool. Is that that's your plan to eventually get to that college one day? I know like you're staying close to home because of pandemic reasons and stuff like that this year, but is that your plan in a few years to try to get there or Well, maybe. Uh, the reason I'm actually staying home is I just wanted to see if I like something else other than cars and mechanics wanted to see if I like journalism, but I gotcha. if I still have interest in that few years down the line, I might still go to that college and that trade school there to get a degree and possibly go work for a race team. Hey, if I can give you any advice, Riley, it's just, uh, you know, while you're young, try the waters, see what works for you. And, uh, you know, you don't have, you're not in no rush right now to make any kind of decision. So just see what's best for you and take it day by day. And uh, without further ado, I got John Lynch, too, on here. J.O., he's he's in for a few minutes. We're going to bring him in and let him and Riley have a conversation here. What's up? Hey, J.O. So, what's going on, man? Did you order any new diecasts as of late or nah? Not yet. I'm, I'm, I'm Honestly, I'm waiting for the Daytona weekend, and hopefully I can get three or four while I'm down there, but... I'm not going to have as big of a lot as I did from um, Bristol. Um, I mean, you know, you knew how how many I had coming home from Bristol, so. Oh yeah, you had a a truckload of diecast coming home from Bristol. A lot of 124 scale cars. Yeah, I I love them. So. Yeah, yeah I don't you, blame you. Have you gotten any lately? Um, I actually recently picked up a Kevin Harvick Hump Brothers car from NASCAR Authentics Wave. Five, I believe. No, not wave five. Wave four from Target about a week and a half ago. Kept it in its package, and that's really the only car I've recently gotten. But I have other cars in pre-order as well, like Larson's Hendrickcars.com 164, Stefan Parsons Dogecoin car, which I'm hyped for. 
Uh, so we got Bowman's ally car on Prieter, along with Chase Elliott's Phoenix win and Austin Sindrick's Phoenix win from 2020. Yeah, those, that's, those are some cool cars. Uh, well, speaking of authentics, have you had any luck with finding Wave 5 and 6 yet? I have not. Stores in my area are terrible with getting stock in, so it's very frustrating when I go hunting and there's nothing. All all I have, all my stores have are are the Blaney's and the um, and the De Benedettos, um, shockingly. From um, ah, from I forget what wave it is, but it's the the De Benedettos. I think a couple they have a couple Austin Syndrome championship cars and a ton of Blaney's. Yeah, that's that's wave four. That's wave four. Blaney's or Peg Wimmer's Lionel, for some reason, decided it would be a great idea to make the Blaney the double in the case. Because if y'all don't know who, you know, who's whoever watching you, if you don't know this, uh, Lionel, when they ship out their NASCAR Authentics cases, they always put uh, two of one car in a case for whatever reason. And in Wave 4, it was the Ryan Blaney Moen Menards car. And that's not really a popular paint scheme anymore since all the Menards cars are practically the same. Yeah, it used to be the car that would be duplicated was the Chase Piece car, but that hasn't that hasn't been like that since I don't know midway through 2020. I would have to agree with you there. Lionel's just been making it harder to find these Chase Pieces. I haven't found any. I don't know about you though. You've been able to find any of their liquid color cars or nah? Uh, I have. I have not lately, but I've only found two ever. I've got the Ryan Newman uh, Wyndham Reward, or not the Ryan Newman, the uh, Matt Kenseth Wyndham Rewards car from 2018, and Chase Elliott's first win, um, liquid color, that my uncle actually found for me. So that's the last um, Chase piece I've found. And that's lucky. I have never found a single Chase piece. I haven't found a single one ever. It's, it's very frustrating because I have a friend who's found two. He found the William Byron City Chevrolet Days of Thunder throwback. He oh, found that liquid color. That yep, and he found the Joey Logano Shell Pennzoil in liquid color as well. I bet you'd like that one. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's just it's frustrating. I've, I've never been able to find one. Speaking of um, hard cars to find, have you had any luck finding um, Super Treasure Hunts or Hot Wheels? I have not, and I haven't really been looking at late. <laughs> yeah, my my dad and I always like to collect those, and luckily, uh, lately my target has been stocking up on the latest cases of Hot Wheels for like the past month now. Well, lately they haven't, but there, there was a span there for like a month. They'd always have a case, and I don't know. Two out of three cases would always have a super treasure hunt in it. Like I ha I found four four or five super treasure hunts within a, a three week span. I actually found two at once. And dad was flipping out. He was he was a little jealous, but Yeah, don't blame him. That is some crazy luck right there. I know. I I I'm, I, I, I wouldn't say I get lucky with cars, but I get lucky with cars. So yeah. y'all are talking about liquid colors. What does that mean? Uh, that's basically um, it's where I don't know. It's best way I know how to explain it. Riley might be able to do this better. 
but basically they turned the the um I don't know the main the base paint of the car to kind of a a more shiny chromish um color. I got you. So yes. like yellow yellow cars like the Logano, they kind of turn to gold and they look they look odd. So, some can look good, but some look odd. And Lionel started that back in 2017, I believe, with a Dale Earnhardt Jr. Hellman's car. Or, no, it was 2018 they started it, my bad. 2018 yeah. they started it with the Dale Jr. Hellman's car in Wave 7 of NASCAR Authentics. Wave and 7, yeah. A fun fact about the liquid color cars, which they put in, there are only 888 of them made. Wow. I, I did not know it was that low of a number, to be honest. Yep, it is extremely low, and that is why they're super hard to find. But it, th- it also doesn't help that you get scalpers that go out and look for these chase pieces, and they scalp them up and sell them for four times the price on eBay. Yeah, I, I think at my, my, my local Walmart, there's like a NASCAR fan that works there. I don't know, but every time, it, there's always one car that's missing. Every time, I, I've never found the, the whole wave at my Walmart before. There's always been one or two cars missing. Even if it looks like they freshly restocked, there's always one missing. It's the, yeah, my dad, he, um, yeah, I was going to say, Mayo, tell your, tell the story about your dad, what he used to do. Yeah, dad used to work at, at, uh, Toys R Us in what year? 96, 97? And he would, he would, um, unload the trucks. He got a Christmas job, is what he's saying. And he would unload the truck, and every time he'd pull the Hot Wheels off, he'd always open the box and look through them. And I think he said he had every single car from the 1998 um, release. Yeah, he got me. That's how I got the Richard Petty collection and the Dale Earnhardt collection I have. Now that explains a lot. Yep. Yeah. He'd, uh, he'd call. Actually, he wouldn't do it. He'd just go ahead and pick it up and then drop it off at the house on his way home. That's a good brother-in-law. It is. It is. My bad, John. I'm sorry I didn't pull for you last Wednesday night in the truck race. I'll start pulling for you now that I remembered that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a shame I'll never have a brother-in-law, but... Uh, yeah, my, well, sister, my sister laughed at that joke, so it's fine. I missed it. Just, just, just want to clarify that. <laughs> but um, I'll let y'all get on with the... The podcast, I'm losing signal, and I don't want uh, to take take up any more time, y'all's. Well, Joe, thanks for coming on, and looking forward to have you back on the show again next week. As uh, sitting in that in that captain's chair over there. Absolutely, I'm ready to give this seat back. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I think you've been recruited, Justin. <laughs> oh yeah, you you can do this great. I appreciate that, Jo. We definitely appreciate having you on, brother. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good night. You too, bud. Thank so, you. you know, Riley, bringing that up. Uh, okay, so I know I've got a lot of money wrapped up in, in my collectible Earnhardt stuff. Could you actually put a value on your collection? Can I put a value on my collection just by looking at it? Um, Maybe, maybe not. All depends. Like, there's some cars I can put a value to. Uh, there's new ones, which 
go for quite a lot now. Like I got four I could name for you. Chase Elliott's 2018 Baja Blast 164. That goes for around 40, 60 bucks on eBay these days. I got Joey Logano's 2018 Homestead Race Win car in 124 scale and in 64 scale. 64 goes for about 40 bucks on eBay now, while the 24 scale goes for about $170 on eBay. That's just the standard ARC. Tyler Reddick's Talladega win goes for about 100 on eBay now. That's the 2019 Xfinity Series Talladega win. And I have Alex Bowman's 2019 Chicagoland win, which I found at the tents at Dover for $55. And I think on eBay it goes for around 80 bucks now. Hey, Riley, do you have a picture of your diecast collection I can throw it up on stream? Unfortunately, I don't have a picture of it. Uh, I could look through real quick just to see if I do, but I might not. Yeah, um, I know, well, again, no secret. Uh, your favorite, or my favorite car that you have is the same one J.O.'s got. It's the Austin Dillon Texas Wind car. That was a really well-done car, I thought. Oh, yeah, Lionel hit the nail on the head with that. Uh, they did a great job replicating the race win damage or the uh, race damage and the burnout which he did. The quarter panel being shredded and the tires being shredded. Confetti. This is it was actually the first race win diecast we had gotten with confetti since COVID started. Yeah. Um. Paid a killer saying he's got that too. He got it in Charlotte. Hey, look, I'm not gonna lie. Um. We're going to be in Daytona for the race this week, and I'm definitely looking for that car. I hope you find it. I do, too. Uh, I keep threatening J.O. that I'm just going to steal his, so he goes ahead and puts it up on the uh, the top shelf, and you know, I have to give you the ladder to get, the, get it down and steal it from him. So He's oh, trying boy. to protect it from me. Yeah, but you know what? It's okay, because eventually they're going to go on vacation again, and me and my mom switch off going over there to feed the cats. And now that I'm starting to learn how much some of these cars are worth, he might actually have some room on his wall again when he comes home. I wouldn't be shocked if he does. I'm... And, you know, I might have a DD2 Fanatec wheel when he gets back. I'm just saying. See, you'll, oh, uh, okay. you'll do him a favor. Yeah, you know what? Might as well, right? Yeah, clear up some room for some new ones. Hey, he keeps saying he's got too many cars. He needs to start getting rid of some. I can help him with that. Uh... No, he's a he's a good kid, and I know he he loves that collecting car stuff, and I used to, and then I've got into where I collect other stuff now. Yeah, I, I, he's uh, he's got a really nice collection. I I have a few. I, I normally buy them when I go to Walmart. What I've been collecting lately is the haulers. I have several haulers. I like collecting those. Actually, I think I gotta get with Jo, but I think he just ordered my son's first hauler. Um, it was the Kellogg's. It was a uh, a Terry Labonte one, because he wanted it because of the Kellogg's car. You know, we got uh, uh, got to meet Randy in person the other day. He come through uh, the Uli where we live, and he stopped off at Mandy and John's house, and um, we had dinner with him, and my son was in J.O.'s floor in his bedroom playing, and he took some of J.O.'s old cars that he used to play with when he was a kid and started playing with them in the floor, and he found a Kellogg's car with Tony the Tiger on it, and, you know, he's a... He's not a race fan at all, don't get me wrong, but he likes the M&M's car. He couldn't tell you who drives it. He likes the M&M's car, and he likes the Bass Pro Shop's car because he loves the Bass Pro Shop. And um, 
he's seen that car and he just loves the Tony the Tiger car now. He during the race yesterday, where's the Tony car at? Where's the Tiger car at? I'm like, buddy, they don't have that car no more. Well, that's done. They need to get the car back. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, I've no complaints out of me. I'd love to see that sponsorship come back in NASCAR. And we was watching this video. I can't remember. Maybe it was Black Flags Matter or maybe Iceberg was. He does something where, you know, he talks about uh, the the champions since they started this chase. He calls it the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse champion, right? And uh, it was funny because he was asking me, where's the Mickey Mouse car? Where's the Mickey Mouse car? It's like, well, okay, dude, if you want to know, he was talking about the guy driving that, that nine car right there, the Napa car. And he goes, well, it don't have Mickey Mouse on it. I said, no, there is no such thing as a Mickey Mouse car. So he thinks there should be a Mickey Mouse car now. But he thinks he should drive it. <laughs> that's that's funny. So well, when he starts league racing, you're going to have to throw him in one. You know, well, hey, you got, you got to talk to the, to the designer on that one, J.O. He, he designs. Well, actually, you know what, Justin? We'll have to get you and J.O. to design that car. Hey, we'll throw a Mickey Mouse one together. I know uh, Jo's actually made him uh, some custom cars before. He loves them. Um, so yeah, but he he uh, he don't really care about drivers. He cares about sponsorships. Oh, there you go. That's a good looking. Uh... So wait a minute. You're a. Um... Oh, oh it didn't work properly. It's vertical. <laughs> there we go. That that came out in May. That is most of my Hendrick Motorsports collection. It's not exactly recent. I've gotten more cars in since then but that's most of it so riley you're a joey logano fan too i am yes okay so you and and justin have a little bit in common there being the whole penske parade thing so am i out on the limb here by myself am i the only one who thinks that uh that austin kind of got done wrong yesterday yeah uh, maybe maybe not um i i don't necessarily think brad was fully in the wrong I don't think Austin was necessarily fully in the wrong. I kind of just look at that incident as a whole racing deal yesterday. Like, Brad came down on the apron to try to side-draft Austin, uh, try to beat him the line. My thing is, it's, it's one point, and it's after the green and white checker come out. There's no sense to be load the apron. Because, let's be honest, that could have tore Brad up worse than anything else, too. It could have sent him through the grass and tore the whole front of his car off. No, yeah, that's, that sure. Bowman car is a good-looking car. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's a problem. My yeah. favorite 124 I have, aside from that Austin Dillon Texas win. Yeah, I like that car. Yeah, I like that car a lot. I like that paint scheme. I cannot stand uh, the 24 paint scheme this year. It is, it's too bright for me. I really like it. Uh, Faded Killer says Logano is trash. <laughs> I don't, I don't know really if Logano is trash, but uh, I'm not too happy with Brad. So there you go, Sam. <laughs> See, here's Maybe. the thing. I used to like all of Penske, but like as of late, I've kind of just transitioned to being a Hedrick Motorsports fan along with an RCR fan. So I was pretty bummed when Austin wrecked yesterday. I was like, man, that sucks. But, <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, what? What happened? I see the replay. And Speaking of yeah. Brad, I got a good one here for the stream. Getting it pulled up now. I sent it to Joey earlier. I thought he would get some good humor out of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one was a, it's a pretty good meme right here. Oh, boy, let's see it. Let's see. Fated Killer saying Larson for life. 
So big Kyle Larson fan there. Yep, Larson's awesome. I don't have a problem with Kyle Larson. Is he? I don't don't have a problem with Larson. He's a good driver. And I knew as soon as he got with Hendrick, that was going to be a lethal combination. Oh, yeah. He's been tearing up the track, whether it be sprint cars or stock cars. He's just, he's really, really good. Yep, he's a great talent. And, uh, you know, say what you say about him. There you go. There it is. Kozlowski, <laughs> when he sees stuff to do it, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't, I don't think there'll be anything at Daytona because here's the problem. If you wreck somebody at Daytona, you're going to go with them. So there's no sense in trying to get retaliation. Although, you know, we said this last week, going back 25 years ago, there'd have been a fight after the race. Absolutely. So, um, I still, I'm still in my stance. Uh, NASCAR drivers has gotten too soft, and these younger people coming up, and I do miss that about the old school NASCAR drivers. They, they had no problems going out there and taking matters in their own hands. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there, but at the same time, I disagree because I feel like NASCAR they've kind of implemented policies and things in the rule book where drivers can't really just, you know, go at it like they used to 20 years ago. I would say at that point, you know, drivers 20 years ago, they wouldn't have cared. They cared more about, to put it this way, you know, he would have probably got, let's just say, a top 10 out of it. And the money from finishing top 10 to the money to finishing 30-something, you know, could have meant going to the race next week as opposed to not going to the race. So when I say, you know, drivers years ago, back in the 90s and stuff like that, it, you had to do good or you weren't going to show up the next week. And you could win one week and not make the race the next week. That's pretty much, I, I hate the charter system for that reason. Yeah, I got you. But we also hate the charter system because uh, Rick Ware Racing holding three out of, like, what? Yeah, that four, needs to go to. Four charters. Technically, yeah. four. Petty, actually. Yeah, Petty owns one yeah. of them. Oh, yeah, okay. Petty owns but one I thought they yeah. Rick Ware had nope. owned one and they leased one? They Well, so Richard Petty owns two, and they leased one to Rick Ware. Now, here's the deal. They cannot do that again next season due to the rules. Uh, Ware either has to buy the charter from Petty Enterprise, or they have to send it back to Petty for the Enterprise. And this is something I'm I'm going to get into next week because I have a theory, a working theory on, on what's going to happen to that second uh, um, charter that Petty Enterprise has. Yeah, I'm curious to hear it. Uh, so we'll get into that next week, though. That's that's actually one of my main things I want to talk about for the show next week. But um, well, Riley, I hate to uh, cut us off too, but we got another guest we got to get to, and we're getting to that point, man. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Tell us what you got coming up on your uh, on your YouTube channel. If you got anything or any plans for doing any racing this week, I know we're pretty much off except for the national series. Well, if I get a little free time this week, I'll. Probably end up doing some A open, B open, because got a setup shop with RDM now. We got some really good setups. I actually won A open at Michigan with one of the setups we got last well, that's week. That's good. So, What's the name of that that company? Elite Performance Industries. And where where how can we go about finding them? You can go to eliteperformanceindustries.com on the web today. You can check out their setups, and you can also get driver coaching from Garrett Mains. And a few other drivers, which oh, drive cool. the Coke series. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I was. Uh, did you watch that Coke series race last week? 
I did not. You know, it's uh, funny. I, I'm an iRacer, but I don't watch Coke Series. Really? That was, it was a good race. It was at Michigan. Turned out to be a really good one. Um, trying to, I thought I had that picture of that I could send to, I guess I don't have it though. Okay. No, never mind. I was going to throw it up on the screen, but I guess I don't have a picture of their, their logo. But uh, yeah, they're actually going to come on. They're going to uh, sponsor one of our National League races. So great. Glad to have them on board with us. So, like I said, Riley, I appreciate you coming out tonight. Um, good luck in the uh, open races at Daytona this week. Um, I got some plans to run a few of them too. So, yeah, thank you. Hey, Riley, yeah, definitely, well. definitely appreciate having you with us today. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, I appreciate coming on. I'm sorry I'm keeping you, but may I share one more story? Say sure, something? go ahead. Go ahead. So I actually got to see Kyle Larson win before the whole suspension thing back in 2019. I went to the Fall Dover playoff race. I saw him dominate and win. And, you know, I, I was a Larson fan, but I had never seen him really win because I really didn't watch much NASCAR back in 2017, even though that's when I became a fan of him. So on that day, like, ever since then, Larson's just, in my inspiration, aside from the whole suspension, none of that, I, I aspire to be him one day. Well, not him, but like him. You know, right, he's my inspiration. Yeah. He's what, you know, keeps me going, I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, well, other than the suspension thing, I've never really have a have a problem with him. See, now Fader Killer's talking about Jimmy Johnson being the GOAT. We got to block him. He keeps <laughs> talking about that now. But yeah, he got to see Kyle Larson dominate at Charlotte. That's, you know, I... Hey, I've only got to go to one race that my driver won. Austin won at Daytona. I can't remember what year it was. It was in the Xfinity Series. Um, then that was that was a great ride home for me. And J.O. wasn't too happy because his driver was Chase Elliott at the time, and Chase ended up finishing second to him. So, but Chase, uh, you know, J.O.'s got to be to, to a lot of races where his drivers has won. So that was that's my one and only I've got to go to. Well, at least you got to see your favorite driver win at least once. Yep. Yep. I'm still. Still living on that one. I actually got that car. It's actually sitting under my monitor right now with all my uh, Ag Solar diecast cars that Jay has made for me. Yep. So. Well, you've got a good is... shot at seeing it next week. He's going to really bring his A game. Uh, I hope he yeah. does. I hope he I does. I hope wait. it's a good race. Yeah. One more final fun fact. I actually got to see Jimmy Johnson win his final points paying race in person. That was my first NASCAR race I ever went to. 2017 Dover. Yeah. So the first NASCAR race I got to go to, Jeff Gordon won, and oh man, that was—it still hurts me. <laughs> I bet, Mister Earnhardt fan. Yeah, hey. that one hurts still to this day, and we're talking, you know, over twenty years ago. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's an experience you won't forget. All right. Well, I'm not going to keep you two for much longer because I know you got another guest on the show here. So I'm sorry yep, for holding yep. you guys up. Uh, I know, man. It's be been on. a great conversation. We uh, we really hope to get you back on here uh, soon, too. I mean, especially if we start, if we all come home with some diecast cars after Daytona, we have to get you back on here. We can compare some notes here. Oh, for sure. That'll be cool. All right, man. Have a good night, bud. See you, bud. Thank you. See ya. All right. That was Riley Marabello. That was a good conversation with him. That was fun. Um, got a lot of comments coming in right now. Man, Sam can really type. I don't. How does he do that, Justin? He, he'll he type in the middle of a race and not just like little words either, like complete sentences and paragraphs. And, and, I'm and like, still dominate the race. He's <laughs> very multi-talented. Thinking, 
you know, I'm struggling with two hands on the wheel, completely focused on what I'm doing. And, you know, he's just out there uh, Sunday afternoon ride. Oh, let's just text real quick. Uh, normally when I try that, I end up uh, rear ending somebody. Uh, you've been on the receiving <laughs> end of that before. so <laughs> I have. I have. Yep. It's always good fun, though. So just to give you an update, we're, uh, we're the Cup Series, the Axolar Solutions Cup Series is off this Saturday. Uh, next Saturday, we're going to go to the virtual Michigan Super Speedway. And that's going to start the round of eight. The guys to make it to the round of eight is, of course, the forego mentioned Sam Brochu. Uh, John Lynch Jr. is in there, or J.O., whatever you want to call him. I call him J.O. Some people call him Little John. Uh, Ryan Hyatt made it. Justin Bentley has made it. Clay Cantrell, Riley Marabello, myself, and Glenn Bundren Jr. all still have a shot at the championship. But I'm telling you, between J.O., Sam, and Riley, it's going to be a mad dash for that fourth fourth place i think those those other three are pretty safe to make it i believe to the to the final race i really look but, forward to seeing how the playoffs are going to play out here we got a super talented group in the ag seller solutions league and uh, you know i'm excited to be a part of it but also bummed that i'm not going to get to watch it because it's going to be a show uh which one are you uh Oh, well, you could always go back and watch it. You're going to be in the race, so you'll get to see Oh, the, yeah, the yeah, but I'm talking as a spectator side of it because uh, nothing like watching it live. And I know we got a really good group of guys out there, and it's going to put on some good racing. Yeah, we, we usually do. Sam's making some comments. Me and Joey's going to duel it out at Michigan. Yeah, that was a fun race when me and you went side by side for many, many laps. Uh, Sam ended up getting me there at the end. I, I burnt my stuff up, and... Um, I'll just tell you right now, Sam. I've learned a few things since that one. I know, I know now what not to do. So, but maybe Sam will give us some of those grit packs he's got. I know he's got to have something. Yeah, he was right. It was like fifteen, twenty laps. I was on the inside of him. It was a great race. We were side drafting each other down the straightaways, and I don't think maybe one time we may have made slight contact. And if that, if it was just a great battle we had, but. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Michigan in a few weeks. Actually, I'll be honest with you. I'm looking forward to a week off in general, not just because we're going to Daytona. Just looking forward to a week off, a little bit of a reset before we start our round of eight. Oh, yeah. This it's is some, definitely uh, good. Especially, you know, Justin, you, you were on the same team, and it's a good good set of three tracks for our team in general. You know, Michigan, Atlanta, and Dega. And you know me when it comes to them plate tracks, man. I love the plate tracks. Oh, yeah. Well, I think especially it's... Especially when you go in our Discord and, you know, Rule number what? Rule number one or rule number two is win the plate tracks. Yes, sir. And I think uh, <laughs> not just bragging because we're teammates, but I think Hickok's in general work really well together on plate races. So yeah, I look we do. forward to we seeing. Do. We got a we got a good group. So I know you've heard the story that uh, Clay Contrell is coming over to join Hickok's racing next season too. I'm super excited about that. Yeah, it's uh, super exciting. I've uh, recently become friends with Clay through the racing and stuff, and it's just wild. We basically live within an hour's distance of one another, and to be able to meet and race and compete against one another, and now to be teammates next year, I really look forward to having him part of the team. And uh, of course, Jay too. Has his news been brought out yet? Uh, Jay, I don't know if they announced it yet or not, but uh, rumor is still going on that he's going to Spino Racing next year, which is a, a pretty much a corporate teammate of ours. So. I don't know if they've actually finalized it yet or not, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure. I know that it's been 
talked and rumored, and I, and I, I really enjoy running with those guys. The uh, really well, you would think guys. I'd have the inside track because you know the owner of Spino is a teammate of ours slash my nephew. But I actually I'm not a hundred percent sure if they if they've nailed down that contract or not. Yeah, I'm not Got sure either. Good I, I know it's been discussed, but I'm not hundred percent on that. I hope so because he is really turning Spino into something that's going to be just right up there with the top teams in the league next year with all the other guys he's got coming up. You know, yeah. Brian's going over there to uh, to run with him. And, I mean, that team's going to be strong next season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the competition's going to be really solid over there. And, I, I, I mean, overall, if you look at where the league started and where it is today, man, you, if you ain't excited for next year, I don't know what to tell you because it's going to be fun. Well, let me tell you about another league that is really fun to to watch, and I've got to, the privilege to run in one of the races at Daytona. Me and Fred Anderson did it, but it's the Shake and Bake League, and we got the owner of the Shake and Bake League, Mr. Robert Sherwood's in here with us tonight. Robert, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, man, I thank you for coming out here tonight. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, man? Uh, yeah, so... Um... In terms of iRacing, I just started this about uh, probably, I don't know, a year or so ago when the whole COVID pandemic started. Um, you know, I had some buddies down here in Virginia, which is uh, where I'm from. Um, and, you know, we're, we've all been <clears throat> big race fans for years. And uh, we got finally got connected through mutual friends and our, our friendship kind of turned into the league. And uh, the league has kind of taken off since then, to be honest with you. So it's... Uh, it's been a blast. I tell you what, that's one thing that's really cool about iRacing is the community and some of the people you meet. Oh yeah. We, uh, we talk about it all the time. Um, Clay Cantrell, who we were just talking about, he lives in Virginia and he's actually going to be staying in the town that we live in over the next, I think he gets here Thursday and he's going down to Daytona. So we're going to get it to meet up with him. We got to meet up with a guy that lives all the way in Connecticut. His son goes to, uh, goes to college, uh, about three hours South of us. So he drove him from Connecticut down to florida and he was able to stop off at my sister's house we had dinner with him the other night and that was a good conversation because those are two guys that really do a lot for our league in general i'm i'm sure you have those guys too it's you know I, okay so do you ever feel like this because you're the owner of the league that you get like all the credits thrown towards you absolutely uh to be honest with you the i've got two guys uh, basically the way our league works is we have seven guys that we call admins right now yep um yep. And, and we're making a little bit of a transition next season because we're actually merging with another league um we've kind of again you know that community we've we've met some of those guys and really like them but the way it's worked uh for the past two seasons for us we've had a group of seven um it's been uh Jacob Grant, Caleb Smith, Evan Coleman, uh, Zachary Peterson, Josh Waltus, uh, and Matthew Williams and myself. And um, Josh Waltus and I are kind of like, I guess, co-owners, you would say. But usually if there's questions to be asked and whatnot, people direct them to me. And I'm like, hey, you know, I, listen, I, I don't want to take all the credit. I don't want to take all the blame. There's other people here. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Well, it's what I tell my guys. So me and my nephew, J.O., we are co-owners of, of – well, Ag Solar is our sponsor. They sponsor all three of our leagues that we have. So we actually call our little group uh, H&L Racing Experience. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're just sponsored from Ag Solar. And we definitely want to send out a thank you to them. They do a lot for our leagues and for my race team, actually, as well. 
and R and R camper sales. And we got a lot of sponsors, just so many of them that 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 donate to our leagues and couldn't do it without them. I tell you that. But uh, look, I, I tell them that if something fails, I'll take the blame for it. You know, it's yeah. my decision, my fault. But I don't want ever to say, nope, I did this, I did that. It's more so, nope, we did this. I couldn't do it without these guys. Yeah, and, and honestly, that was the same way that I approached it. You know, um, Matthew Williams and I were actually the two that started the league originally, but um, he's made some career changes, and so he's really honestly been so focused on his his personal side of things that he, he had to take a step back from the leadership part. And I remember a conversation that I had with uh, Josh early on, and he was giving me recommendations and um, the way we kind of approached it, you know, he, he almost acted like he was stepping on my toes. I said, listen, like I'm new to this, just like you are, this is our thing, not my thing, you know? Right. Um, right. And I feel like that kind of leadership by committee um, is good in these situations just because there is more than just the iRacing side. I mean, we've all got our own personal life. Uh, we've all got families. We've all got things that we've got going on. And honestly, it's, uh, it would be really difficult to just fully do this, um, you know, by yourself. Uh, I commend, I know there's some guys that do it, uh, and I, I fully commend them because it is challenging. Oh yeah. I mean, I never, I never knew what it took to run a league until we jumped into this one and not saying I regret one minute of it. Cause I'm having a blast. I mean, it's, it's got us to what we're doing tonight with the podcast and, you know, being able to team up with great partners and, it uh it is a lot of fun it's stressful at times uh one of the things i hate the most is having to you know put a driver on suspension or suspend somebody or yes. you know put them on probation that's one of the that's i hate doing that i just I hate it i usually sit there and like when i go to grab my phone to get on discord i usually just sit there and look at it for a minute going is there any way i can get out of this <laughs> right but, you know and then it's like I really hate it when it's like, you know, the same guy I've had to do it like twice. And I'm like, this dude's going to think I hate him or something. And to be honest with you, in this league right now, there is nobody that I just hate and want to get rid of. You know, I I like them all. And I think they're all really talented drivers. Right. And, uh, but I, I get it. You know, we've had situations where, you know, we've had to take race wins away and that's, that's pretty hard to do, but so yeah. far so good one of the most challenging decisions that we've had to make, I heard you talking about um, uh, the Dale Jr. download um, mm -hmm. and uh, you were talking about um, Andy Petrie being on there. Yep. Uh, funny enough, uh, my friend actually used to work in racing and he, um, he happened to know Andy Petrie, but Andy's son, oh, Joey wow. raced with us uh, our first race at Daytona last season. Oh, um, that'd be awesome. Yeah, and he ended up winning the race. The uh, only problem surprising. was the only he went below the yellow line. No, it was actually even worse than that. Um, oh no! We had a lap car that had gotten into an accident on the last lap, who had blown his motor and was kind of limping it to the line. Well, Joey had gotten involved in a wreck coming across the line, and his car was absolutely just shot. So he starts going backwards to get to pit road not knowing that no one that there was still a car on track and iRacing registered that as him going backwards on track oh uh, yep and yep. gave him a black flag so therefore he finished the last car in the lead lap and so we had to meet and talk about that and one thing that we've always talked about is listen if the server gives somebody a black flag 
you know, we're not going to overturn that. And so as frustrating as that was for him, I'm sure it was, you know, that was one of the hardest oh, decisions we yeah. had to make. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been there. Um, so we had a guy, we were in our first, it was our first truck race that we ever done. And we hyped this thing up like so much. And it was actually J.O. I'd got taken out in a wreck. Uh, I got actually, so I got knocked below the yellow line. Right. And I was like, well, I'm going to back off because I don't want people to think, because I stressed in that in, in the driver's meeting before, do not go below the yellow line. Well, I kind of got shoved down there, and I was like, you know what? There's still six, seven laps to go. I got plenty of time. I'm just going to give the spots back and let it go, right? So I'm kind of letting people go, and this car comes, or this truck comes up on the outside of me, and it just dead turns my truck to the left. I think it was just straight up net code, right? And um, I end up wrecking out of that race. Uh, but my nephew got up there because me and him were working together and coming to the white flag he was leading and a couple trucks got together up above him come down they reckoned to him well i racing throws the caution flag right so they scored the guy that was technically running second as the leader so when we go back and look at the replay we realize that the guy that i racing said finished second was clearly out in front when the yellow flag come out and it was something that I sent to iRacing, and they said it was a scoring. You know, they don't do loops or anything like that. But uh, we end up, you know, going to him saying, hey, look, when the caution come out, you were second. And, you know, he took it. He uh, he was fine with it. He Well, I don't know if he was fine with it. He just didn't argue his point because he, you know, I guess he had the video evidence. But, you know, he's actually yeah. come out there. And he said he, had, um, he won last week or the week before. I think he's won the last two, actually. But he said that he's actually used that for motivation. Yeah, the um, the scoring loops on iRacing are definitely a, a point of contention for several guys in our league. We had a, an instance at Martinsville just last week where a guy had made a pass for the lead probably halfway through the race and was almost a car, car and a half in front of the second place car. But um, because of wherever they had him scored at time on track, he, you know, restarted second and... I, I really have yet to understand where in the world they score people at. It's incredible. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, it's it's weird. It, <laughs> uh, Justin can tell you this. It jumps from track to track, it seems. It's not, like, consistent from track to track. No, there's yeah. zero consistency. <laughs> so, uh, Robert, I got a question for you. What uh, motivated you to start the league? What was the leading factors to start your league? Uh, to be honest with you, um, the guy, uh, Matthew Williams, that I was telling you about, he and I are from the same area. We've been best friends since middle school. Um, and he actually got iRacing probably last January, last February, before the whole pandemic thing started. Um, and I remember we were going to play golf one weekend, and I had gone to pick him and another friend up, and we were going to go out. And uh, I got to the house, and he said, hey, you've got to try this. So I'm like, okay, all right. Go downstairs. This is the first time I've ever done this. And this man puts me in the, I can't remember what they call it. It's the open indie series for rookies uh, that doesn't calculate safety rating. Cannot remember for the life of me what it is. But they happen to be Legacy Charlotte. And I have never had so much fun in my life. And I remember texting my wife and I said, hey, um, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm hooked. Um, and so, you <laughs> yeah. know, a couple of months later, it worked out that we, we finagled um, a way to get it done. And so the more uh, Matthew and I were looking, you don't really know that you're going to get in the same lobbies if you try to do an official race. Right. Um, yep. And then a lot 
when we first started, there's a lot of hosted sessions. The problem is there's a lot of hosted sessions with things that you don't already have. Um, and so we looked and we're like, okay, well, you know what? Maybe we'll just start a league up and we'll just run whatever we have. That way we know we have a, uh, we can just schedule a set date and time um, just because, you know, work and everything, we can at least plan for it and we'll go ahead and do it that way. And then it kind of turned into, oh, well, hey, I know a guy, who else could we ask? And so I think we ended up having 10 or 12 that joined us for the first season, but probably only about like six to eight. Um, and then uh, Josh, the guy I was telling you about, one of his big visions was he wanted to make this into something that would um, not only give back, but I guess get a little bit more exposure. Um, he has a lot of background in PR. Um, and so honestly, the league, we went and we decided to go to a broadcast. Um, we ended up finding some other people that were looking to expand. And so the, that's how the seven of us got together as admins and uh, just kind of did recruiting races, found people that we may have forgotten about originally that were, were friends of each other. And I think the first race that we had for season two, I think we had 31 cars in it. Um, oh, it was wow. a big number, uh, whatever it was. Granted, yeah, we did finish incredible. the season with that. But um, yeah, it's it, it honestly just started as a way to race with your friends, uh, just because, you know, iRacing really, that's that's honestly the only way to know that you're going to be able to, unfortunately. Uh, absolutely, and I, I think you had some great points there about, you know, the iRacing with friends. I was telling Joey a while back, um, I got into iRacing, you know, post-COVID. Uh, I watched it on TV, and I was like, yep, I got to do that. And as a big NASCAR fan. And uh, it got to the point with the official races that I was ready to quit. I was ready to hang it up. So I started running the, you know, the hosting sessions and stuff and running with these guys. And I've had the most fun, you know, league racing I've ever had in my life. And that's got me with another question here. Where do you see the future of your league? Um, well, I, honestly, I'd like to see it expand even further. Uh, that's kind of why we emerged with... Um, Adrenaline, which is the league that we're we're gonna start with next season. Um, they're gonna technically be Adrenaline uh, Next Gen Series, but they're gonna race basically under our series name. Um, they have honestly a lot of our drivers overlap, so it just kind of made sense to do it that way. They're gonna run the Next Gen cars. We are gonna actually go back a generation um, to the SS and the Ford Fusion from 2013 and 2016, I believe. Um, just because I personally, right now, the cup package, I do not enjoy as much as the Xfinity cars. And yeah, so, it's not that yeah, great. It's, it's no. far from great. I yeah, they, there are so many things that I dislike about the package. And so the more we talked about it, we're like, hey, we want to challenge guys to actually be able to drive this thing. So, you know, it's not just you get in dirty air, you can't go anywhere, um, which is why we're going to take a step back. And I, I honestly think it's going to be so much more fun. Um, you know, I don't know if you're going to have the finishes that you have with this package, but honestly, I think it's going to be more fun as a driver to run that way. And, and I'm really hoping that making that switch will encourage even more people to join us next year. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see at the end of the day, but my goal eventually is to be able to field 30 cars on a weekly basis that you know we're going to come back. Um, you know, obviously you want to have good people in your league. Right now we're very fortunate. We have a lot of good personalities. A lot of these guys, I um, 
you know, play Call of Duty with or, or you know, even we went to the Charlotte race with a couple of the guys that are admins uh, with us. We went to the Charlotte Xfinity race and that was such a good time, um, you know, so it's, it's cool to be able to do stuff like that. And we really want to encourage guys that come into our league to they have to they have to blend well um you know with the current guys that we have just because i hate i don't want to make it seem like we have a click i know that's the way it sounds but you have a good core group of guys that you know that you're going to have come out they're going to race well you enjoy racing with them um so i would like to be able to add to that core moving forward just because i think having that many cars in the field would be so much fun on a week-to-week basis oh absolutely and joey you know he'll agree that's one thing I love about our egg solar league, man, everybody's just in unison together. There's a little argument here and there, which that's expected, but overall yeah. everybody gets along really well and it makes the competition really fun. Yeah. We could have a race and it could just be a complete crap show. And, you know, we could all be in an argument and then 20, 30 minutes later, we're sitting there talking. So, hey, y'all watch this on YouTube the other day. Let me share this real quick. And it just it blows over real quick. I think everybody calms down for a minute. Adrenaline is running, and we have a lot of people in the league that are just really competitive and they want to win. Yeah. And you know, I have no problems with that. And to be honest with you, I have no problems really standing up for calls that admins make or anything like that. You know, right. I feel like if if my admins are going to have my back, like like that then i'm gonna have their back so yeah no i agree and and like you talked about earlier making the hard calls you don't want to have to do it um but i really i hate it (laughs) yeah it's rough but at the end of the day you got to remember that it's not necessarily that you're having to make a bad call as much as sometimes they put you in that position um we've had a couple of guys that have intentionally wrecked this year where we've had to give them race suspensions um and, you know, obviously guys play dumb, you know, no, I didn't do that. But, you know, when you when you have guys that have been doing it enough, you know, when they're, they're doing something they shouldn't be doing. And, um, you know, unfortunately, we've had some issues this year where we've had some guys that have caused problems. Um, and like I tell them at the end of the day, um, I had there was one weekend I was on a golf course and I've got the discord server just chiming because you've got, you know, one or two guys that really just unfortunately need to kind of back off and they're trying to fit in and i respect that i understand but sometimes there's also a time where maybe you just need to learn to leave it and move on and um you know at the end of the day i tell these guys listen um we're here to send funny memes to each other race on wednesdays and have a good time you know at the end of the day i understand that you guys pay an entry fee and there's money at the end of the season but you know what this is still a game this is still something we do to take right yep. from the week if you're upset about something, take a night, get over it, and move on tomorrow. Because I just I, I can't take the constant, you know, back and forth with each other all week. Um, yeah, it gets annoying, don't it? It does. It does. If you want to pick with somebody, you know, I understand that. But at the end of the day, this is a community, and sometimes guys need to know when to lay off. Sometimes guys need to know when to just move on. Um, so honestly, I think. If you find the right group, it doesn't really matter. You'll be able to, you won't have as much of that. Like you said, there's guys that are competitive and sometimes feelings get hurt. But, um, you know, if you've got the right group of guys, it it makes it so much more fun just on a day-to-day basis, just because you can sit down and play video games together, send um, YouTube videos to each other, talk about the races, talk about fantasy football leagues, whatever it be. Right. I know, uh, you know, Faded Killer, which is Sam Bershu, He's been on 
chatting up a storm in this thing, which I appreciate that. Anybody else that's got any questions or anything y'all want to ask Robert, feel free to, to keep tapping into that uh, that chat line. We got it opened up for anybody who wants to say anything. But uh, me and him, we will race each other so hard on the racetrack that you really think that we hate each other. Yeah. And then after the race, we get in a Discord. Man, that was fun, you know? Right, right. And, you know, you can... And don't get me wrong, I mean, I don't have a problem, especially when it comes down to teammates or your corporate teammates, letting them go or something like that. But I'm not going to pull over, even though I know a guy's faster than me, I'm not going to pull over for somebody who's not a teammate of mine right? and just let them go. You know, I'm going to race them. That's what you're here to do. Yeah. And the good news is, is the people that we have now... I think they all are in the same mindset that I have about something like that. And it does make for interesting racing. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. Race hard, have fun, and then move on, you know? Um, absolutely. That's, that's the good part. You know, I almost got put in the wall by my best friend going for 14th place last week, but you know what? I guarantee <laughs> you after the race, I would have been like, all right, well, whatever. <laughs> all right, well, absolutely. <laughs> So there's been times that me and my nephew have been racing so hard with each other. Michigan, our first race at Michigan, we were both going for the lead, and and he sees it a little bit different than what I see it. You know, in my opinion, he got down there and kind of overdrove the corner and runs up into me, and and uh, but I was I mad? Yeah, I was mad at the at that moment. Mm -hmm. But looking back on it now, I'm so proud of the kid for doing that because we were going for the lead, and he's like. I don't give at this point. I don't think he had even led a lap in the series yet. And he was like, I don't care who it is on the outside. I'm coming up here and I'm taking that lead. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, that's my nephew right there now. So yeah. you proud moment. <laughs> it is. It is a very proud moment for me at the moment. No, you probably shouldn't talk to me, but right. but right now looking back on it, it's, it's, I just I love it. You know, I love all the hard racing we do. Yeah. Let's see. We got somebody, uh, think about your level of the younger yeah uh, so what is about your average age group of the guys that run in your leagues so we've got a, <laughs> granted this is the extreme we've got anybody from um 17 years old up to i want to say i i don't know his age for sure don't kill me papa smith but um <laughs> I think he is around 50 years old. Um, his son raced in the series and he's actually a team owner in the series. And so he actually got out there and started racing with us this year and he's had a blast. And honestly, we've had a great time having him in there. So yep. um, I remember him from the Atlanta race when I was watching it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we have a very wide variety of, uh, of age ranges, but most of the guys are probably anywhere from 20 to 27. So we have a guy that drives for Hickox Racing. He drives horse in the Cups car, or I'm sorry, in the uh, trucks and in our National League of Xfinity cars. He is 11 years old. Oh, my and, goodness. Oh, yeah. But as far as, like, raw talent, the kid's got talent. He needs a lot of things he needs to learn. The kid's but fast. He has got some, yeah, he is fast. And um, he listens. And he asks a lot of questions, which is, you know, sometimes when you're concentrating, you're like, okay, okay, okay. And, but then looking back on it again, it's like, well, daggum, you know, how's he going to learn if he don't ask questions? Exactly. Yep. So I, I love that about him. We got another guy that drives for us too, uh, Braden. He's 15 years old and he's fast. Mm -hmm. And um, he's really good about both, asking both questions. Both are very good kids too. Yeah, they are both well-respected. And uh, 
everything's yes sir no sir type stuff and but uh yeah our oldest guy is actually randy he's 59 years old and okay. um been doing i racing him and fred anderson the guy that run with me at daytona uh i think fred's what 52 53 justin yeah i want to say around that yeah but they've both been doing i racing for over 10 years so when we found that out it's like man let's get to know these guys because they can probably help us a lot and man they have they really have yeah yeah, it but, helps uh, to find the right people, though. So, I, uh, I've been watching y'all series. Um, it's LSR TV on YouTube. Yes, it's Livestream Racing TV is their name. Yep. So, I've been keeping up with I think, uh, I forgot when I joined y'all's Discord. I really can't remember when it was or how it even come about, to be honest with you. I believe it was but, after uh, Daytona, so it was like the second week of the season. Okay. And then... Um, you know, got with the Axeler. They was like, yeah, we want you to run in it. So they forwarded the money, and I got it all to you. We got some people signed up for it. And then just work just overloaded us with stuff. And we were doing – we were so down with managers and other stuff that – I mean, I was doing like four or five jobs there for about two months. Oof. And we got down. I was like, well, you know, I like Texas. I'm going to run Texas. And then I ended up with – probably one of the worst colds I've ended up with. It wasn't COVID. I got tested. It wasn't, I promise. Um, but it was one of the worst colds I've had in a few years. And, uh, I just, I was so sick that Wednesday night. I was like, man, I can't concentrate to do this. So I didn't run that Texas race. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, so we did get to run that Daytona race, which was just a boatload of fun. I really appreciate you letting us do that. That was a lot of fun. Um, had a really good race. I really thought uh, very interesting on the end. I know me and you was battling for the lead there at one point. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we got a late restart and leave it to me to get wrecked at the front of the field on the play track. That's actually uh, yeah, so, two, out the, two out of the last three races at play tracks that's happened to me. Man, okay, so when I actually did get down in front of you, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I got Robert behind me. And, you know, I know it's hard to pass the leader there. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, because I know teammates are very important there. And I knew the two and the 88s were teammates. And uh, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, but I got a buffer. I got Robert, and before those two guys get here, I, I'm I'm be all right if this thing stays green. And man, we went to three and four, and I don't know what happened. It, it looks like you just got turned in the middle of the corner. Yeah, um, I, I went back and watched the replay. I believe I came off the bottom of about half a lane, um, and and the 69 car behind me was getting pushed. Um, and then I think even the guy behind him was getting pushed. And he said that he tried to let off, um, but he, I mean, he was getting pushed in the corner. So there's nothing he could really do. And, and that's one of those things, like in the moment, it's, it's annoying. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I told him, Hey, it's, it's, a, it's a plate track. <laughs> and especially yeah, this package, like I understand, you know, um, so kind of the same thing happened with Fred and, um, when you know that that wreck happened, I was leading at that point, and I'm sitting there thinking, "Oh snap! This puts the 88 and the and the uh, two right together on the outside." So yeah. I'm sitting there thinking, "Okay, maybe I'll get a good push from the guy that's going to be lined up." He was running third. Little did I know that he was actually teammates with the two guys lined up behind me. So <laughs> I was just sitting duck there, but you know, it's still a lot of fun. I was able to break him up and get in between them, and I had a little bit of a run there to the finish line and. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, Robert. I stayed up until about four o'clock in the morning rewatching that last lap of what I could have done different. And uh, I really felt like I, I got too close to him. And, you know, that pocket of air, I just pushed him too much. I should have yeah. jumped out a little bit earlier. Uh, but, it's, uh, 
it's so hard to know with the, the plate package um, with with the current cup cars. I will say that's as bad as it sounds because, and I know this sounds like I'm really dissing iRacing. I don't mean for it to because I know it's realistic. Um, I hate, 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 hate the cup package on super speedways oh, right yeah. now. Um, it's it's awful to drive, and that's honestly part of the reason we we're gonna switch back to the old gen cars. Um, we had even so talked- it's not the same with the old gen cars then. No, no, no. The old gen cars are, are much, uh, much more enjoyable. Enjoyable. You're going to be able to have more than one line going around the bottom, and I think you'll actually have a, a really competitive race. Yeah, that. Uh, well, I thought like for the most part the Daytona race uh, up to the end, and this is Daytona. It, yeah. You know, I get all the wrecking at the end. That's Daytona. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But that was just an extremely clean race. I know. I don't know who it is. I can't think of his name, but he drives the eight car. He won your regular season championship. Braxton DeWeese. Yes, yes, Braxton, yes. Uh, I seen him coming with a run on the outside, so I told Fred, I said, if you want to go, let's go. Let's have some fun. And we rode around on the outside just side drafting. We, you know, just doing all the things that makes this package fun. We done that for what, about 10, 12 laps or something like that? And everybody was holding their lines, and that was that was the most fun I've had plate racing in a very long time. Yeah, it's funny because um, actually I, I know exactly what you're talking about because I was behind Braxton. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I I went back and watched the broadcast, and I think me personally, I went from 14th place up to sixth place. Um, I mean, we we had that outside line rolling. Yeah. Um, and then I think you and Fred pulled up and after that, I think it was pretty much, we rode even, we may have gotten a little bit of an advantage on the inside. Actually, if I remember right, I haven't, I hadn't gotten to that part of the race yet. Uh, I kind of skimmed through the broadcast after the race, but um, I haven't sat down and actually watched it from start to finish yet. But uh, Fred actually was clear at one point. We had shoved him all the way up there, but Fred being Fred and he's a dedicated teammate. He wasn't going to, I told him, if you get up there, man, drop me down. Right. You know, and he's like, no, he wasn't going to leave me hanging like that. So, right. and then, you know, I think we all had to make pit stops. So everybody started bailing out from the outside after that. So we kind of went to the back and our strategy at that point was, we knew it was your cutoff race. We didn't want, we wasn't there to, to wreck people and make stupid moves or anything like that. We was just trying to have some fun. And I really do appreciate y'all letting us run that. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm glad you guys were able to come out and I, uh, I'm glad you enjoyed yourselves. Yeah, I know, uh, uh, I like Vegas, and I know Vegas is still left on your schedule. And, of course, you got Talladega. So um, I was talking to a couple of teammates of ours, and we're debating to join your uh, your Gen, what is it, Gen 7? Is that the new cars, the next-gen cars? The next-gen cars, yeah. Yeah, we're debating on joining that league just for a little bit of practice, team chemistry, stuff like that. Yeah, I I only have I, I bought the next gen car and I've driven it one time and it was the day after it came out. I haven't driven it since. Um, you know, it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth just because I went at Kansas and rode wide open around the bottom, yeah, um, yeah. which felt really weird at a mile and a half. Um, but obviously, I know they've made tweaks that, since then. I need to go back and run it. And I think just for me to kind of um, maybe do something to to enjoy it, I think I'm probably going to do it. I, I can't do full time just with other things going on, uh, working two jobs, obviously. So that, that kind of takes away time. Uh, but, yeah. Um, you know, just for fun, uh, I think I'm going to do it part time. And I think I think it'll be a good time. The guy running it is a really good guy. And he he's That's really a, uh he was driving the two car, right? Yes, uh, Logan. Yeah, Logan. Yeah, 
I got to watch that interview with him that y'all do on your Facebook or however that's done. Yeah, um, the the Instagram, yep. The Instagram's up. Yeah, we uh we got a Facebook page now and I'm not going to lie to you. I, we kind of stole that idea from you too. <laughs> We're doing it ourselves now. Oh, I but, hope you update it more often than we do. <laughs> well, actually uh I got my sister actually. She uh she takes care of the Facebook stuff for us. Okay. So, yeah, I'm not a tech savvy person. She tells me that you have the ability to do whatever you want in there. You're an admin of it. And I'm like, yeah, I barely even get on my own Facebook, much less. Fair, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's we uh, When me and Fred, we run that race, there was some rules that we liked that y'all done. So we are implementing it in our leagues now. And and I know me and you, have we've been texting back and forth about a league versus league race. Yes. And, you know, it's straight up do it for charity type deal. You know, it's not not anything like that. Just want to do it for fun, do it for charity. But if we could set that up, I think that would be something that would be fun for both leagues. Yeah, I know we were going to talk about it a few months ago, and then schedules never really lined up. Yeah, so Man, um... it's been crazy. <laughs> it's been yeah. crazy. But, I yeah, like, it actually, it's still, if you go to our admin Discord, it's still one of our uh, things in there, still trying to talk about, you know, trying to get that set up with y'all. And uh, I mean, if y'all were down, I'd definitely love to try to get something together and do that. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it'll be a blast, honestly. Um, I was telling, when I was waiting in the uh, uh, waiting room to go to the, to the interviews, I was telling Logan, I was like, oh, I know one thing, when I go to Talladega, I got to bring some more help. And uh, maybe just bringing two cars wasn't enough. You got to bring some more. <laughs> <laughs> With those C, uh, the CEM guys, which is uh, Matt Dyer, Logan Brinke, Caleb uh, Stamp, and Evan Coleman, they work really well together. And obviously, we allow five man teams. So all five of them together, yep, they're dangerous. So, do we. Yep. so I know uh, Justin. So a big thing for me when it comes down to like, like teammates and stuff is I don't necessarily care about having the fastest person. I mean, don't get me wrong, everybody on the team is fast, but we all work together really well, and, and Zach has really taken, he's Zach Roethlisberger, he drives our 29 car, mm-hmm. and uh, he's really, he's taken this thing, and he'll host sessions, and he'll find something, and even if it's just a hundredth of a tenth, he'll post on there exactly what he done to find it, and it has really turned this team around. We, we actually run some next-gen races in our league this year, kind of like I don't know. I don't really even know how old you are. If you remember back in the day when the COT car was coming out in NASCAR, you know, they run a few races with that car and then they still run the older generation car. Yes. So yeah. we kind of stole that idea and um, we run Kansas in the next gen car. And at one point, you know, it was our team was one, two, three, four, five. Oh, wow. And just because we, I mean, Justin, how many hours of practice did we put in? I don't know if there's a number that we could put on that. It was a lot. It, yeah, it was a lot of lot of practice, but it, it really paid off, and uh, we ended up taking uh, the top two spots, and I think I finished fourth in that one. And Justin was up there. I think you even led some of that race, didn't you? Yeah, I, was, I had a really fast car, and uh, unfortunately got in a, involved in a couple wrecks toward the end. Kind of put me out of contention, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I will tell you one thing, though. If, if you're at a flight track, you want Justin behind you because he knows how to hold a line and he knows how to get to your bumper. <laughs> it don't matter what car it is or what package it is. Somehow he gets to your bumper. And uh, he, he's a really good pusher, and uh, it's just a lot of fun. But uh, oh, We have yeah, a man, blast on plate tracks. So I know we're running out of time here, but I've got to ask you about your Texas win. 
that you yes. had in your league because, you know, I just got to, I mean, I listened to it when I'm at work and then I heard all the commotion and stuff like that. So I rewound it and actually went back and watched that part. And that was just an awesome, I mean, three wide coming to the white flag. You're in the middle. What are you thinking when you're going through the dog leg like that? Uh, <laughs> I thought there was no way that we were going to get through that without wrecking. Um, I, my teammate Zachary Peterson was to my outside. Um, and I knew how nervous he was and I was like, oh man, the, you know, we haven't gone three wide through the trial all night long. How are we going to make this work? Unfortunately, I think we, we did a pretty decent job of giving each other room. Um, so that was, it was chaotic, uh, going from that to, um, Ross sliding up in front of us coming off or off turn two. And here comes Jacob on the bottom and then Breaky's on the bottom trying to pass him. I think we're even four wide at one point. Yep. Y'all were. Uh, it was, it was chaos. So for the people who haven't watched it and don't know, uh, there was a, I think it was a green, white checker, wasn't it? It was. So yep. It was a green, white checker and the top three guys are three wide coming to the white flag. And you would think, okay, they got a little bit of a break. Nope. Cause it's two by two all lined up behind them and they're all getting runs on them. And I'm sitting there thinking, no wonder everybody's just losing their mind over over the announcement. You know, they're not. They ain't no way they're gonna make it this whole lap. And it was just a, a great finish. And even you got a little bit of contact with. I don't remember the guy who finished second. But, uh, uh, that would be Jacob. And actually, you know, it's funny. Um, it ended up working out in my favor. We went back and watched it, and there was probably a quarter of a car between the two of us. So there was some net code. Um, but when we got the net code, it actually forced him to the apron to save it um which i pretty much just said you know what i'm staying in the throttle either i'm wrecking or i'm winning so right. um you know fortunately i was able to stay in the throttle more than he was trying to save it on the apron and that's that's what ended up being the difference so for once netcode actually came out in my favor yeah that, that usually don't happen does it no <laughs> yeah, i know it never happens to me <laughs> <laughs> no i it aggravates me too because you know somebody will spin and You'll hear a guy come over to Mike, wow, I just net coded through him. Well, dad, go, Mike, and I net code through somebody. Right. No, I yeah. just T bone them, square it up, and nail them perfect. That has honestly become the popular excuse in our league. We actually, uh, I was giving him a hard time the other day because he was behind me at Martinsville. Uh, Josh and I were running one two at Martinsville on a, on a, ch uh, a caution later in the race. And, we were the, the front two cars on strategy, and then we stayed out as we got a caution. Everybody else behind us pitted because we were trying to save an extra set for later in the race. We're, I think there was like 60 laps to go, and we were hoping to maybe run about 20, 25 laps and get another caution just because once we had gotten bunched up after the first 30 laps, we started having um, – you know, kind of a caution fest. And so I was like, all right, well, we'll be fine. Well, wouldn't you know, we ran 55 green flag laps. So all that track oh, wow. we had was gone, but um, it kind of started in the beginning because I was in P2 and Jacob was behind me and uh, we went in the corner and I just get like, just shoved up the racetrack. And he <laughs> goes, I just want you to know, I got a zero X on that. I, it was net code. And I was just like, okay. And sure enough, went back and looked at it. I was like, that was not net code. You drove through <laughs> me, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> so we had the same thing happen at Bristol. You know, it was kind of a caution fest at the first of it. And I think I had like, what, Justin, I think we had 10 laps on our tires. So me, J.O., and Zach, we all stay out at the end of one of the stages. Yep. And what did, didn't you know, I mean, we, we went the rest of the race almost, almost the rest of the race. Yep. It was what, almost 100 laps, green flag racing? Yep. And I had just, my stuff was just gone. And I, uh, I ended up falling a lap down and 
but this is strategy should play out. I don't know if you guys have convinced yourselves of this like we seem to have, but um, Josh and I, it seems like this year, literally almost every race that we've played a strategy, it's gone the exact opposite way of how we wanted it to go. And when we always debrief about it, he said, well, you know what? If we would have pitted there, I'm sure a caution flag would have come out. Yep, yep. That's, <laughs> that's how it goes. That's to, yep, that's happened to us quite a few times. So at Dover, we uh, we had a caution field first stage, right? So my nephew decides he's going to stay out and try to get some track position because he was fast there. And um, he stays out and gets his track position. Well, we have a caution-free stage number two, and he didn't have enough fuel to make it. And he was like, I can't believe this is going on right now. I'm like, dude, if you'd have pitted, we'd have had another wreck fest. But since how you didn't, everybody's like, no, nah, we're just going to run clean this, this stage. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. It always works out in your favor, and by always, never. Yeah, so we run our roval race, and God, I hate road course racing, right? I, I hate it with a passion. Mm-hmm. And I say that as we're getting prepared. We're actually going to do the uh, 24 hours, uh, the Rolex 24 on iRacing this year. Very cool. So we were uh, doing some practices for that already. We started. And um, so I decided, well, we were about to come by to, to complete the stage. I'm going to pit. I'm gonna, I think I was running, what? Justin, fifth or sixth. No, you were running fifth. I was running sixth. I said, I'm going to pit and try to get a little bit of track position. Everybody's going to pit, and I'm going to come down. Oh, yeah, you know, stage in. Us, right before stage Yeah, in. and I'm going to go out there, just stay out, and take the lead until uh, the four fast cars just blew right by me like I was sitting still. So I come out, and I don't know what happened, but I end up getting a penalty and have to go all the way to the rear of the field and have to start over again. And I'm like, so if I wouldn't have played the stupid strategy, I'd have been still sitting fifth or sixth and could have just you know, try to beat Justin on, on pace because those top four, I, there was no way I was going to catch them. Right. I mean, I cannot do road course. I was actually proud of myself. I actually had, you know, a top five car. I, I believe I could have had the, the fifth or finished fifth, but ended up finishing ninth. So. Yeah, it's always frustrating when you try to take those gambles and, you know, it doesn't work out. And um, it's just sometimes it's not meant to. Uh, trust me, I, I last year I actually should have won Chicago and ran out of gas coming out off of turn four. Uh, that was, oof, talk about a rough race to lose. That was awful. Yeah, so when we, uh, yeah, I was telling you earlier that it was kind of funny. You own your league, you won Texas, and I own this league, and I won it, our Texas race. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I actually, so I we run 100 laps there, and I led 48 of the 100, so it wasn't like it was a, you know, come up there in the last couple laps and because of tires or anything. I, I had a good car. I was running good that night. Right. And um, we had a caution with a few laps to go. I can't remember exactly. I think we went back to green with seven to go, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Riley come down pit road. He was the guy that was in here a minute ago. He takes four, and I'm like, I can't let him get out in front of me. I'm going to take two. So I took two tires, and then, what, three cars in front of us stayed out, or maybe maybe it was five cars in front of us stayed out. And just those two tires made that thing cut through the center of one and two so much better than everybody else. And I was able to drop right to the front and win the race. But uh, if I wouldn't have won that race after the way we run, I'd have been extremely disappointed because yeah, we won both the yeah we won both the stages and as, it, it would have hurt. As a spectator for that race, it was fun to watch. I will tell you that. Yeah, we had uh, people. I ended up having to go all the way down to the apron coming off of one to actually get the lead. It was it was a good race. It was fun. 
Yeah, those are those are my favorite ones. Uh, like we talked about earlier, the, those ones where you just have you know hard quality racing. It's just afterwards you can go back and watch, and it's like, man, that was that was so enjoyable. I think that was my only regret about the end of the Texas race was just watching the guys wreck on that last lap. And obviously, guys were going for it. We had uh, several guys who were trying to make it in the playoffs, and they felt like that was their opportunity. But, um, you know, going back and watching stuff like that, where you're just side by side uh, for laps on end, it's so much fun. Yeah, it is. It's like I was, we was talking about earlier. Uh, we got Michigan and me and Sam, we run side by side 15, 20 laps. And I mean, I'm not talking about we were just running side by side, giving each other plenty of room. I mean, he would pinch me down and coming down the straightaway, I would just run him all the way to the wall. Right. And I mean, good hard racing. And I just, that's, that's why I love plate tracks so much is the fact that nobody's going to run off and hide. Yep. Uh, you're always in it no matter what's going on. And the fact that you can use the air and if you're not as talented as some people, then you have that advantage of the air to make yourself as talented as some people. Right. Exactly. And, you know, it's knowing how to use the air and stuff like that, which, which me always going to Daytona since like 92 or something like that. And mm-hmm. being an Earnhardt fan, I've, I've loved to learn how to use the draft and plate racing. It's a, it's a special place for the Earnhardt family. That's for sure. Yeah. And, uh, well, like I said, you, you, you go into Hickox racing discord and rule number one is never give up. Mm-hmm. Uh, rule number two is, I think it's be respectful to other drivers, ain't it? Yes. I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah, that's what it is. And then rule number three is we win plate tracks. Yep. That's how much emphasis I put on plate racing. I and I tell it. the guys, look, I don't care if we win a championship or not. We, we're going to win all the plate tracks. There you go. And, and we haven't won them all, but J.O. did get Talladega. He got that race. So that was a good one for us. And can't wait. We got Talladega coming up in a few weeks. And I know you got Talladega coming up in a few weeks. Yeah, we do. It's sandwiched right in the middle of our round of eight, so I don't know yeah. what genius decided on that schedule. Um, <laughs> so, so catch this. Catch this. First round, we run uh, the Roval, which I suck at, Bristol, which I suck at, and what was it, Kansas? Kansas, yes. Yeah, Kansas, which I'm not very good at, right? And I'm like, who is the idiot that come up with this schedule? And my nephew goes, well, I come up with the schedule, but you approved it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, next year there's going to be some changes in the schedule. <laughs> but yeah. then you look at the, the round of eight that we're in right now. Uh, I love Michigan. I love Atlanta. I, I love it when those tires wear out and you start slipping and sliding. And then you got Talladega. So, you know, I actually feel like I got a decent shot to make the championship for. And then some other genius decide, let's put the championship uh, race at homestead which i never Ooh. finished a race at homestead before Ooh. so i'm not looking forward to that one yeah <laughs> yeah i you know in retrospect I, i'm looking at our schedule now and man we got some of the best tracks out of the way in the first you know 14 races of the season 12 races of the season um our playoffs are martinsville darlington vegas for our first round roval talladega phoenix for our second round and then Kansas for the championship race. And, you know, we've we've talked about it. It's like, man, if you get through those six races to get to the championship, holy cow, you deserve to race for the championship because those are such a variety of tracks. Yeah, it is. That's a good playoff run. I will tell you this. If you make it to Kansas, uh, Justin, you can tell him how to get around Kansas because you, you were <laughs> oh, on rails I, that night. I love me some Kansas. I had a fun time. 
Yeah, that was not not too much fun for me because again, I struggle at Kansas too. But um, I don't know. Yeah, if uh, everything works out, we're planning on running the uh, the Vegas race, and then we'll be back in a couple weeks for the the Talladega race. I will not bore you with my road course skills because that it would be pretty bad. You uh, would look at me and be like, you know what, dude, you you just can't come back. No, don't even try. Trust me, we've got some guys that struggle, but we've also got some guys that are really freaking good. So if you ever want to come out and look at them, um, look at uh, Jacob Grant, Matt Dyer, Evan Coleman, Caleb Smith, and Thomas Fisher. All five of them are absolute beasts on road course. It's insane. Yeah, um, we got we got one beast. at Sam. I think he's won all. Actually, I know he's won all the road courses road we course have. Sweeper. And, yeah, he's not even <laughs> like he barely wins them. No, he just drives off and he's sitting there texting on the stream chat while he's sitting there turning right and left, yeah. shifting gears. <laughs> and I'm like, by a big margin. So I've, I've come up, Sam, if you're still listening, I don't know if you are, bud, but if you're still listening, I just want to know what NASCAR driver did you hire to come in there and drive that your car for these races? Because I want to find him. I think he's got I'm Elliot behind the wheel. You know, he might. He might. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, he's just that good on road courses. But, wow. uh, yeah, yeah it, to be honest with you, he puts in a lot of practice for them does. road courses, too. He does. He's good. You know, I try to put in a lot of practice, but so far it hasn't seemed to help. And maybe I just need to put in more practice. Hey, you know, we put in, <laughs> you know, quite a bit of practice for the uh, Roval. And I was actually to make it, I could probably make it 10 or 12 laps before I even went off course. Uh, I consider that a win. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, if I, I, think can, go, if I can go 10 laps in a row without going off course, I've done my job. Yep. Keep it as clean as possible. Yeah, that one. I mean, we had a we had some other guys in there too. That was pretty good on a road course. It was actually a great race we had this past weekend. And then you know, Jo kept throwing his. He just kept so turn one is just unbelievably hard on restarts. And yeah. I feel bad for the kid. He uh, he got dumped on all three of our restarts. He got dumped in turn one on all of them. Oh gosh! Oof. But he drove right back up there, and I think he ended up finishing fourth, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he finished he fourth on that one. Yeah. There's there's some guys that are just that good. Yeah, I know. We we tease Sam all the time of having grip hacks, <laughs> paying off i racing to let him put uh so, put some special tires on his car or something. Right, exactly. He's got the super softs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, like I said, we're doing that 24 hours at the Roval. So we started practicing for that. And you know, I thought I'm running like one. We're doing the uh, the new Corvette, the mid-engine Corvette. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, I got it down to like a 147 something. I feel like I'm doing pretty good. And you know, my nephew comes in there, and five laps later, he's at a 146 or something. I'm like, dude, just don't even talk to me. <laughs> just shut up and not say a word. Right. But, and then, uh, but yeah, we're excited. We actually got like eight of us. We're gonna take uh, team cars over there and and try to run that race. And I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. That'll be fun, man. Yeah, I. I think road racing is one thing I want to get more involved in. I mean, that's honestly how some of those guys are so good is because they run different cars like the Emsa cars or the Mazdas or whatever. And I'm over here just driving a stock car all the time. Yeah, that's actually my goal is maybe come next season I can do a little bit better at the, you know, I did pretty good at Watkins Glen, but that was in the the next gen car, which Mm -hmm. you will find at the road course, the next gen car is a heck of a lot easier than the Oh, yeah, that's a car. lot of fun, too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know yeah. about the the whole sequential shift on the next gen. 
Yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm kind of up in the air on it um, as to to how I f and honestly, it's more so because of the lower horsepower is my thing. So, but I mean, we'll see. I'm you know, I want to give it a shot before I complain about it too much, but you know, we'll see. But um, well, man, it's uh, it's getting to be about that time. We got to get off the air, but I've greatly appreciated uh, you coming on the show tonight. Enjoyed the conversation. Uh, to be honest with you, I'd like to get some of your other guys from your league out here. Um, cool. I definitely hey. try to get uh, Logan to come on just because, you know, he he was that dude's funny. He was uh, he was telling me he's like, yeah, you know, he felt like when he got ahead of me and his teammate was behind me, that he had me and we were sitting there waiting. He's like, that gum, if I didn't, if you didn't come to the outside and you almost had me, if it had been Talladega, <laughs> you would have won. Yeah, and I'm like, he, at that moment, I was like, I don't even, I don't even know what to say right now. Yeah, Lo Logan is a really good guy. Um, and obviously, you know, you guys are in our Discord, so feel free. I mean, most of them, like I said, we've got a good core group, and I'm sure any of them would be more than happy to come on as long as they had time, which, you know, as you can tell from our Discord, a lot of them have time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but see, your Discord's not bad, because usually it's people goofing off, having a good time, and that's the way our discord's gotten to be now at first it really wasn't like that it was a lot of people arguing but yeah you know but that's all gotten sorted out now so but so are you actually a true nascar fan yes yeah all right so this is the one question i try to because I, I mean this is the most we've had a conversation and since i've known you right or known who right. you were right but uh one thing i do try to ask people i don't really know a lot about is if you had a chance to go to any stock car race that you have not been to yet, what would it be? Any stock car race that I haven't been to yet. Oof. Um, man, that's tough. Um, probably Bristol. And not Bristol Dirt, but just traditional <laughs> Bristol. Um, I really want to go to Bristol, and I really want to go to Talladega at you, some point. You wouldn't regret going to Bristol, I promise you. I I've heard it's fantastic. Bristol's an hour from hour and ten minutes from my house, and it gets no better than Bristol, my opinion. Except See, for dirt, I, no dirt. No, no dirt. No, we want to get rid of that. I I hate to say it. Yeah, I, I was like, <laughs> I was genuinely mad whenever they come over the colossal TV and announced that it was coming back next year. I was pretty mad. And before the race even, it didn't bother to get any feedback from the drivers, nothing. That, I think that was the worst part about it. Um, uh, as a know. spectator, being there, the dust was unreal. Like, it was yeah. awful. Like, I, I I'm not even kidding. And it's probably a little bit of sorriness on my part. But you can go out to my truck right now, and there's still Bristol dirt in it. Goodness it, it was that bad. <laughs> we'll see. Hey, at least you helped contribute to get some of that dirt out of there. Oh, it's there. I had it. I, I got it everywhere. I got it in my backpack. It's everywhere. Let's see. I wouldn't mind NASCAR going to a dirt track, but a designated you, dirt track at night, where the yeah. sun's not baking the dirt into dust. Yeah. yeah. I I think that was my thing as well. I wish they would have tried it out as a non-points race for one. Um, and I wish they would have done, uh, a, some type of, um, dedicated dirt service like you guys were talking about. I just, I don't understand how you take a race away from Bristol when you literally just took the all-star race to Bristol last year. So you thought that the racing was good enough to take it there, but then you, you think that it needs a gimmick to, to spice things up. I just, I disagreed with that, but you know, I agree completely yeah. with that statement. 
Well, the thing I would say to do is get rid of that PJ1 or whatever that crap is on the outside lane and turn that back into a one-group track and you have Bristol back. Yeah. Um, I don't. Do you listen to the Dell Jr. download? I do occasionally, yes. So I don't remember what episode it was, Justin. You might be able to tell me. But there was one that Jr. don't like the dirt being on Bristol either. And he makes no bones about it. He literally says he does not like it. And... He made the comment what they ought to do is take North Wiltsboro and tear the track up and turn it into a designated dirt track. And to, to me, that, that the is Marcus the... Smith episode. Okay, yep, that's what it was. You're right. And honestly, to me, that would be a great idea. Yeah, I mean, it's something to consider to give some life back to that track. Um, you know, that would honestly be really cool to see it kind of thrive again if they could make that work. Yeah, I would I would love to be able to see them be able to do something like that. So, but all right, we got to get off the air. Uh, I know. So, are you are you teamed with DraftKings? Uh, I am not. No, no, no. That's just a hobby I have in my spare time, I and um, I, I just threw them on my car. So, so uh, you got any sponsors that uh, help you run your leagues or anything, or anybody you want to give a shout out to? Yeah, um, Appalachian Holler Hunters. They are a. Uh, thank yeah. you. I'm sorry yeah. to cut you off. <laughs> No, I'm fine. sorry about this, but their commercial, uh, it's got it's that uh, song with Upchurch and um, Colt Ford. That song actually got me watching that commercial. Tell us a little bit about that. What is that? So they are a um, they're a YouTube group, um, and they are a hunting organization group in the Appalachian Mountains. Um, and so they work closely with a lot of. Um, a lot of partners, I think they actually work with Realtree. Um, that's the most notable. Obviously, you see Realtree, I think, on mm-hmm. Austin, yep. I think Kevin, uh, Kevin Harvick's helmets from time to time. Um, they've got Bone Collector. They've got New Archery Products. They've got um, uh, Vortex Optics. Uh, so they, they, they work closely with a lot of organizations. But they basically um, they just post YouTube videos. They're... Um, you know, it's kind of similar to what we're doing in the iRacing community, and except it's, you know, in the hunting community, and, and they really are good about doing things in the community in that area. I think they actually just held, um, trying to remember, I'm not a big hunter, so I'm trying to remember what it was. I want to say it was a, a youth turkey hunt, um, and they put a lot of time and effort into that, so they... You know, if you're a big hunter, I would recommend going to their YouTube channel. It's, oh, yeah, I've went and checked them out since then. Yeah, yeah, um, it's a great channel. Yeah, it's uh, it's Appalachian Holler Hunters. It's H O L L E R. Uh, you know, I know that sometimes people thought we were saying Holler Hunters, as in you know hauling. Something. <laughs> hey, I, I live in a holler. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you, if you, if anybody listening is a hunter, I would definitely recommend going to their channel. They uh, they have some good content. Yeah, so it's funny, my dad and uh, the guy that I have my contact with, with Ag Solar, they run a hunting club together. And uh, I actually put their hunting club on one of our trucks for one of the truck league races and actually won the thing. And uh, that was, I don't know, it's just cool. It's something different. You don't, you know, hunting clubs don't really sponsor anything. but Right, exactly, especially not in the racing community, you know. Yeah, it's it's really cool, Not especially, like, you know, I like to hunt. I don't get a chance to really do it often. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I don't know. It just, I heard that commercial. I'm like, I got to check this thing out. And I got to be honest, it was a few weeks, you know, I've watched several races before I actually went and checked it out, but it's a good channel. Yeah. Yeah. They are. They've got some good stuff. 
All right, so who else you got? Ah, uh, that's that's pretty much it. Those, those guys, yeah. Well, that's a good yeah. good partners to to have with you. Yeah, for sure. Um, and if anybody is looking for a broadcast group or something to do on uh, shoot any night, I think they broadcast on any night. But LSR TV is a really uh fun broadcast group. So you know, go check out our races. We've got plenty of those on there. Um, they've also got another series that they run. It's called the Northwest. Uh, cup series truck series yep uh, i've been they, watching the truck series yeah they uh they have really good broadcasts um good good races good um they'll keep you entertained i'll say that yeah that they do they do a good job um so y'all run your league runs on wednesday nights at eight o'clock mm-hmm. so you'll have plenty of time for everybody listening right now you'll have plenty of time to go check out their race and then switch on over to the High Banks Network and watch our Ag Solar Truck Series races. And if you don't believe me, I was able to do Daytona, then I got right into the driver's meeting of our truck race and jumped right in there and and run that race. Didn't have near the result I had. We run at Nashville that night. It wasn't much fun for me. I'm I'm actually impressed you were able to do that considering we ran 85 laps at Daytona. Um, Yeah, well, so our races don't usually start. I think our server opens up at about 10 to 10. We're usually kind of a... Okay. They were usually kind of a later group, and just that Daytona race, you know, went so smooth, and we had like the the long green flag runs and stuff. So yeah, but yeah, yeah. we had a, a that was a fun filled night. I had to do something after that race at Daytona to calm down for a minute because I was, <laughs> I mean, not saying I was like nervous or shaking or anything, but I was throughout most of that race. Most of my teammate Justin can tell you he was in there. I was talking about that, like maybe I should have done this different, and you know. <laughs> Oh yeah, we was we was racing trucks and asked what we was on Daytona strategy. Yeah, <laughs> was it you, Justin, or was it Jo saying, "Well, I wish you would just go ahead and go by this guy, so I can go by you, go by him too, oh. and uh, stop worrying about what happened at Daytona." I, I believe it was remember. Jo. I had a miserable was... time at Nashville. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun. We had a great time doing it, and looking forward to getting to do it again. And and if uh, you know, maybe this off season we can get together and do some league versus league races. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll uh, we'll get together. We'll talk about it. All right, Mr. Robert. Do you go by Robert or Rob? You can call me Rob. Okay, Mr. Rob, I appreciate you coming on the show tonight. And uh, looking forward to trying to get some of your other guys out there in the league, get them out here, have a little conversation, a little chat with them. Oh, yeah. Well, they never shut up, so you won't have a problem with that. <laughs> That's my problem. I, I, I have that same problem. Hey, Rob, it was nice meeting you and getting to hear about your uh, eye racing stuff you got going on here and now look forward to running some with you in the future yeah you too man thank you guys no thank you all right that was robert sherwood he's part owner of the s and b or i call it the shake and bake league uh like i said it's fun racing justin if you, if you got some i know you like listening to podcasts and if you like listening to other i racing events that's Especially this season, it's been a great season. That Bristol race, that that one will definitely entertain you too. Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I was uh actually while we was talking here, I was pulling up some of their YouTube clips. I was going through. Oh, man, they got a good thing going over there. Yeah, really you should you should definitely pull up that Bristol race and uh, once you watch it, uh, you can call me up. I'll tell you about some stuff that was going on in the Discord afterwards. It yeah, was absolutely great finishing. It man, was a great finish and good racing. What a podcast we've one. had tonight. It's been a blast. Yeah, I've had I've had fun. Uh Justin, I appreciate you coming on and filling in for J O tonight when you know he couldn't be here for the whole thing. Um anything uh you really want to go over for the closing remarks? 
Uh, yeah, I just want to say thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to sit in here with you guys, and you know, no matter if we're racing or we're just uh, one, two o'clock in the morning talking, cutting, yeah. cutting up and having a good time, or you know, podcasts, whatever it is with you guys, I always seem to have fun. Um, I want to thank uh, all of our sponsors with Hickox Racing. I know we have so many Ag Solar Solutions. Uh, Spray Easy, H and H Tractor Works, Spinal Designs, JB Designs. We have a super group on our team, and I'm really thrilled to be a part of it. I want to give a shout out to my mom. She is my biggest fan when it comes to stuff. You know, she comments on every uh, stream with right. High Banks, and she's really enjoyed so, the race and stuff. So, what's I, your I uh, shout out? To what's her. your mom's name? What's your mom's uh, name on the uh, on the chat? Uh, on the chat, I believe it's BD Bentley. She's she's always there. She don't miss a race. Oh, that's good. Uh, maybe she'll get a chance to uh, to watch this uh, this broadcast. And uh, just so we got a second here, uh, remind everybody: please tune in next week. We got a special podcast. It's just going to be me, Jo, and Justin on here, and we're going to break down from the smallest team in in the Cup Series to the biggest teams in the Cup Series. Who? we think we'll be filling what seats next year and what teams plan on doing. Oh yeah. I um, definitely look forward to that one. Yeah. I already been putting in, you know, a lot of homework right now, trying to, that way we're not just coming out here and just talking, you know, we got some, a uh, little bit of literature to back up what we're saying here. So, Oh yeah. It, it's going to be a good show, but don't, uh, don't miss out on that one. It's going to be one to listen to. Yep. Um, just some other announcements. Uh, Wednesday night, the High Banks Network is going to replay our Saturday night race from the Roval. Uh, Trevor and the guys are going to be on the call for it. Uh, Friday night is the Ag Solar Solutions National Series, and they're going to be at Gateway, I do believe. Uh, J.O. and um, Zach, I think. Yeah, Zach Roethlisberger is going to be on the call for that one. Uh, Saturday night, we're taking an off night because it's uh, Daytona, and I know how you feel about Bristol. That's how I feel about Daytona. Oh, oh absolutely. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Joey. Even if we race Saturday, I wasn't going to be there. I was going to watch this race. I don't miss yeah. Daytona. Yeah, so people keep asking me about next year's schedule. When's next year's schedule when coming out? When's it coming out? We need to see NASCAR oh. schedule first. Yeah, we got to see the NASCAR. I mean, I'm not going up against the Bristol night races. I ain't going up against Daytona. You know, there's a lot of races I'm not going to go up against. So yeah, just waiting to see what that schedule is, and we'll get it. We'll get it sent out here. Hopefully, we'll get it showed up on the podcast as well. Oh, absolutely. But uh, then the following week, you know, we'll be right back here nine o'clock Eastern time to uh, to go with the podcast, man. Oh yeah, I, I definitely look forward to it, and I hope everybody listening tunes in because it's going to be a good one. Well, I think that's a good time to go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, so usually, Jo, what are uh, usually? So they look at me. I'm getting tired. <laughs> so usually, Justin, what I do is I tell J.O., you know, play that song. We do appreciate y'all coming out in the country tonight with us. Y'all have a good week, and uh, we'll see you next week. All right, guys. Take it easy. I appreciate you coming out. Joey, definitely appreciate you having me on, brother. Yes, sir.
country's how I feel. Country like cotton fields. Country like big old mud ties the solid of Ferris wheels. We coming to your city. We'll take the back road. And stop in their little town to make sure that they know. Okay, now, ain't worried about money, cause we been broke. All I need is the Lord and my kinfolk. 